is going to be the cooking podcast because Graz is cooking in the background. I'm just warning everybody who's listening to this. That's just how it's going to be. So just brace yourself now or turn it off. Whatever you feel is in your best interest. No, I like it. Yeah, it's yummy. It's it a saute, a little saute going in the background. I like a little ambiance. We're cooking up a little podcast for you. We don't there live you go. In, we don't live in a sterile world. Why should you have a sterile podcast? All right. Uh, let me get on this taking care of business train. TCB, what I got written down, because I want to spend as much time as possible not talking about Iron Virgin Jun. <laughs> If we could kick up 35 minutes or so out before we get to the anime, that would be fine with me. <laughs> I wouldn't have any explicit problems. PayPal's loading up so I can get a list of names. People I have to appreciate. Like Shaloop, who said, Steve, you opened the floodgates uh, with regards to unsolicited donations. If the floodgates consist of Shaloop and solely Shaloop, then Steve did indeed open those floodgates. <laughs> Well, I mean, uh, Shaloop does, you know, connote a certain grandiosity, regardless of the amount of yeah. money he gave. I mean, that <laughs> so, the mighty Shaloop would deign. So he said, the shining, the shining example set by Steve lit a fire in my heart. Thanks for continuing to be so consistently entertaining and generally great. Fast karate forever, or until such time as it's no longer reasonably convenient. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then... <laughs> the, uh, the loyalty of our followers is unmatched. Well, I think that's actually, um, that's more loyalty from his end. Because he's like, if you get bored, just give it up. <laughs> uh, but also, Evan, who is Evan Minto, picked up a shirt. In addition to Kevin, Alexander, Cassie, and Tom. Nice. So, thanks a lot, everyone involved. Uh, these things help. And we, we are... Moving slowly but surely towards a day of shirt solvency. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, maybe not in the 2012 calendar year, but at some point, it might happen. That's cool. I, I'm especially washing mine just so that it will be ready for Otacon, because I'm going to wear it there. We think that our dryers heat things too hot, so or the dryers run too hot. So anything I have that has like a, a decal on it, I don't, I guess I, I was going to say like plastic, but I don't really know, like a painted on decal gets cracked almost immediately. Like that Topotaco shirt that I have is just disintegrated. Can't you adjust the, uh, the rigor you know, of the dryer? Only, only in limited parameters. So I'm, and I don't, I would not pretend to understand what any of those things mean. I always just hit whites. I mean, I know there's permanent press. Well, no, but I mean, like, on that dryer, you should be able to set the time. Like, I recently discovered that I don't have to put very dry on my dryer. Normal dry works just great. Yeah, you know, I think I learned that uh, when I first started doing my laundry as a kid. I would just be like, maximum dryer, why would I not? Like, <laughs> crank it all the way up. And then I was like, oh, you know what? And I'm min-maxing my laundry. And yeah, I'm... well, I'm, I'm min-maxing my time commitment. Like, if I have to walk down to do the laundry, or if I'm doing the laundry, I have to walk down to the basement and reset the laundry thing because it didn't get dry. That's like a minute and a half out of my day. 
Whereas if I don't do that by setting it to go on like another 15, 20 minutes, what am I doing aside from uh, hastening the death of fossil fuels? So then we'll just <laughs> get hydrogen dryers. Is it really you're just accelerating like foot to the floor? Like screw it. We'll just well, burn them all up. The earth will get hotter for a help. limited period of time. And then it'll settle back down. What else was I going to say? Oh, yeah. There's, there's a panel going down at Otakon as well. Me and a J. It is inauspiciously timed. Uh, Why? Because it's so early in the morning? Well, it's not... You know, 11.30 I don't think is the worst time you could get. 11.30 on a Friday is probably one of the worst times you could get. Dude, I'm going to be there. I'm yeah, well, be, like, I'm... screaming I, crap at you guys. I'm going to be there. Yeah, heckling me. Hey! I was Shut trying to up, think of like, what would a clever heckling theme be, and I think most of my questions are going to be related to the DOA age physics. Well, you know, one, one of the uh, only, if you want to call it a heckle, that's what it was, but one of the only heckles we got is that I, on the PowerPoint I had a mock review, which included a score and a score breakdown, and one of the guys was like, your average doesn't match the score, and I was like, it's not an average. It never is in these situations. You're a tool. The sum parts of your body and, you know, personality make you and a then, tool. <laughs> then we talked about Metal Gear Solid and somebody heckled during that, but I think they were heckling Metal Gear Solid, so I don't think we can really count that Do as our really heckle. Hecklers? Like, why would you, it's not a comedy show, guys. Why would you heckle? Something hysterical is <laughs> not going to happen because well, you shout it out. You know, whatevs. People are going to talk. People are going to think... I don't know. It's just what happens. Like, it happens in some small degree. You're, like, never going to stop it. So, whatever. It's not like it's particularly annoying. You, like, dismiss it. You say one thing, and then you move on. Uh, but I, I would like people to come. 11.30 on Saturday in panel two. Dude, 11.30 on Friday. You already Friday. blew it. Friday. Shit! This is the worst <laughs> plug ever. Uh, okay, so 11.30, Friday, panel two. It's apparently against some Japanese guests, so that sucks ass too. Somebody told me that on Twitter. Why do, do people really enjoy going to watch the Japanese guys? Every time I've gone to one of those interviews, it's been abysmally boring. Well, it's a weird situation because I feel like if they actually talked about something interesting, it would probably be really interesting. But it's like, so, uh, when's this anime coming out? He's like, I don't fucking know. I'm the dude who drew the robots in it. Like, there's, like, six layers between me and the American release. (laughs) That's what... I remember we went to see the guy who had directed Ninja Scroll. Yeah. And boy, howdy, was that lame. The the producer of Ninja Scroll. He was, like, a... Because the guy who directed Ninja Scroll is, uh, what's his name? Yoshiaki Kawajiri. Well, I don't know. He was in there, and he was related to Ninja Scroll. It was pretty dry. It was a dry panel. In what capacity? I don't remember, because I fell asleep. It was so boring. And I love Ninja Scroll, probably against my better judgment. You should have just said, hey, can you show us Ninja Scroll right now? Yeah. So <laughs> like, can you shut up and just put on the movie? I showed a Jay and Grotz Ninja Scroll maybe two years ago, and that did not go over to rave reviews. I was like, come on, guys! How had they not seen that before? I don't know. Well, Isn't a Jay I- the same person that liked those terrible House of the Dead shooters on Wii? Yes. Then what is, what is, where are his legs? I think <laughs> they've been chopped that's off. That's true. I was like, where he caught that guy's wasp guy's leg off. Drops him in the water. The wasp stabs him to death. Pretty good. Yeah, so come to that panel, please. 
It's actually the smallest panel room, so I think it probably will not fill up. Or, I mean, it probably will fill up, which is good. It's probably better to be in a small panel room that fills up than a big one that doesn't your first time out. Yeah, no, totally. But no, I hope I there will be some listeners of the podcast. I'm going to make cardboard work. cutouts of John Stamos to put in empty chairs. <laughs> Man. And people will be like, really wow, going over with the John Uncle Stamos Jesse is really into this panel. So much so that he had himself cloned and flattened. Well, the flattening just makes sense because then you get the clones out faster. I think you're actually flattened and then cloned. <laughs> That's right. He had himself pressed. I had a very experimental flattening procedure done. All right, just Dave. so I could attend this panel in multitudes. Yes. Dave, as we talk about this panel, I have a confession to make. What's that? I posted to Twitter. Dave and I are podcasting. Ask us a question. Did it you is happening. Things are, shit's going down. Not really. I mean, we got the, this is why uh, Al Mendez is like my number one best friend that I never hang out with. Uh, his question, this is from Brainwash Detective. You can follow him at at hisuirt. Question one. Kate recent, recently went to Belgium. You can order almost any meal on top of frites. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a question. And I mean, I understand there's a second tweet that is part of that, but I just love that he, he understands. Yeah, he gets it right away. Just figures it right out. You know, I related, or I think I related my uh, my most recent Palm Frites experience on the podcast where I got wasabi mayo and it sucked and I was distressed about it. And then I was like, I just fucking cram this pesto mayo into my face. I don't care. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's why I'm fat. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, it seems that people are picking up on our fatness because a lot of these questions are food related. Wow. I'm, I'm stunned that a lot of the questions <laughs> we got when you asked for questions would be food related. <laughs> anyway, the rest of Al Mendez's question was, uh, you know, being able to order anything on top of French fries. Is this glorious or a sinister trap? The answer is it is both. Yeah, it can be both, and it is. It is a gilded electric chair or <laughs> something else that stops your heart. You know, we, so we went to see Batman last night, and after we went to see Batman, we went to an Ethiopian restaurant. And it's the first time I've had Ethiopian in a long time. Man, I love Anjira. And I expanded that out to say, I love any, mood, any food where bread is the utensil. <laughs> and I think I can yes! expand that theorem now to include the Al Mendez clause. Which is any food served on top of another food. That you then eat with that other food. Yeah, it's Like, you want to make that rewarding. soup better? Serve it in a bread bowl. You want to make mm-hmm. it even better? Just pour it like some kind of weird uh, milk on cereal scenario with potato chips. Or, uh, or french fries. That would probably be disgusting. Tomato <laughs> soup and french fries sounds gross. I retract my statement. Just put it on a bed or something. What did you think of Batman, Dave? Somebody actually asked that question. That was rather prescient that you had mentioned. I liked it a lot. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, It's a little weird. Have you seen it? No. Okay. Well, I won't. Don't spoil it. I won't give any huge spoilers. I will say it's a little weird how the a large percentage of Bane's plot appears to be how Fox News interprets Occupy Wall Street. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, Zach Bursky already kind of blew up the whole. This is a fascist manifesto angle of the batman it's really weird because you know we talked about it a lot and jay has a strong interest in fascism and (laughs) wait he wants to like he wants to be a a fascist fascist but like you know that's the top of the fascist i knew it man iranian gosh 
It's in his but, blood. So he is actually Indian. I don't even care. Isn't he Iranian Jew? Like well, isn't that his Twitter handle? I, yeah, well, I guess I don't know where his Jewish side comes from. Mom. I know what parent. Hey, Graziella, we don't need to talk about people's moms, okay? <laughs> Joel says we don't need to talk about people's moms. Let's <laughs> <laughs> keep it above board. But it, no, it's kind of interesting because when you look at, at these Batman movies, you can never 100% tell if it's supposed to, what political direction you're supposed to interpret it as. Because it's like, hey, it's so great that Batman is the hero that does all these incredibly shitty things to save the day. Or you're supposed to be like, man, Batman, you suck. Because, like, there's a, there's a large part about, like, just the concept of murder with, like, him not wanting to kill the Joker or not wanting to kill anyone. And the Joker's like, you can't kill nobody. And then Jay felt he embraced that, like, <laughs> Jay was talking about how Batman sort of becomes the sovereign of Gotham City. And then he embraces his sovereign sovereignty by adopt the or the ultimate heights of sovereignty, sovereignty. Sov- sovereignty is murder, and Batman sort of embraces that. I, I don't know. It's weird, but like it's weird that Christopher Nolan is like, yeah, they're not political. What? It's like, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's sort of how it's been kind of tracking. And I mean, at the very least, he's trying to make an interesting statement. I yeah. haven't watched the movie yet, but I do appreciate trying to I that mean, there is a statement being made here. Like there, there is a philosophy. It's not just a superhero movie. Uh, you know, they're they're kind of getting deeper into the character of Batman than any of the previous movies really have. And I mean, that, granted, you know, 1980s Batman did sleep hanging upside down, and that's pretty weird. But I mean, like, I don't know. I think this has been a much more kind of serious undertaking to capture a lot of what was going on in Batman's story over the past, like, 20 years. Yeah. Well, my opinion on Batman has always been far, far more positive than stuff like The Avengers. Like, The Avengers is a pretty good comic book movie. Batman, basically a real movie. <laughs> Not quite, but almost. Well, but I mean, like, you watch Ben... Ben-Hur was basically like The Avengers, you know? Big spectacle, lots of stuff going on. But, you know, I don't really know what an equivalent from the 1960s would be for me. Like a big epic movie. Or like, you know, it's kind of like uh, Unforgiven versus, uh, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying. It's paced really well. I mean, that's like a two-hour and 45-minute movie, which means you're in the theater for a solid three and a half hours. And Dude, I wait, did not you went to a insane. two and a half... You liked a movie that was over 45 minutes long. Uh, no, that's, that's the only movie I've ever liked is Iron Virgin June. It's 46 <laughs> minutes long. Uh, <laughs> no, talk about I, things to say. I did not check my, my phone the whole time. When I go into movies now, I have a game where I see how long I can last before checking my phone. The the best time is about 55 minutes, at which point, or right beforehand, I think, it must have been at least two hours. <laughs> and I check, and it's been less than one hour, and then I just go crazy. <laughs> and then I just sit and stew. So that, I did not go completely insane while watching Batman. I think it's a pretty, it's a vote in its favor. I'm like the long movie canary in the coal mine. So I give you well, maybe not, because like the canary in the coal mine scenario is that the canary informs you when you're in danger. You get bored after like 25 minutes. Well, <laughs> I was gonna, maybe I need to inform you that you're in danger from me <laughs> yeah. having a schizophrenic break. 
for watching this long-ass movie. This movie might be boring. Shut up, I like it. And that fucking kid next to us got up to go to the bathroom like ten times because his parents bought him a giant soda. Oh my gosh, that is the blurst. Well, he didn't talk, so you know what? I'll deal with it. Uh... Paul asked us, oi, what's all this, Den? Thanks, Paul. Yes, we love Warhammer. Yeah. Oh, well, I just played Space ha Space Space Marine. That was pretty fun. Yeah. The only problem I had with it, it feels like they're, they just, like, throw guns and power-ups at you in the beginning of the game, and then it feels like that pacing just breaks about halfway through. You start getting just less and less and the, until the drip eventually dries up. And I wish they would have just spread it out a little more. And also... It's stupid to have any two-handed guns after you get the Thunder Hammer, because why would you ever drop the Thunder Hammer? I know, it's so awesome. I, I said that when we were streaming Blood Omen, and somebody was like, What? I never use the... I always use the chainsword. I was like, You're dumb! <laughs> Dude, when you get the Thunder Hammer no offense. and the jetpack... I'm jet sorry, I, thank you for watching the stream. <laughs> a Thunder Hammer and the jetpack is basically the culmination of everything I've ever wanted from a game ever. Man, I mean, that game... That is a pretty fun way to do melee and ranged combat. They got a I, lot of stuff right. That was, uh, I, I mean, I played that game, and a couple of the boss fights were kind of annoying, but I had a very good time. Yeah. And getting like to, like, needing to crush an opponent in a super violent way to regain your health. Yeah. Well, I like that, because, yeah, because since you're not invincible when you're doing the executes, the, the risk-reward scenario of having to execute somebody to get your health back is really titillating. Yeah, I love the, like, Freddie Mercury stomp that he does on their yeah. heads, too. It's like this, puts his arms back and thrusts his chest out. I really like the, uh, yeah, that's funny. I really like the, the just the animations for a lot of the, the heavy melee swings. Like, basically the Thunder Hammer is the one doing all the effort there. It's like, jerks him to the right and then jerks him back to the left. And there's just, there's just this insane sense of weight, which I guess you kind of expect because the dudes are, like, nine feet tall wearing this ridiculous armor. And why'd that guy in the first cutscene, the, like, private, why'd he take his helmet off? There should always be at least one guy that just keeps the helmet on. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. We could, I mean, Twitter has actually supplied us with quite a few questions. you want to shotgun some of them real quick? Let's do it. Um, let's see here. Let me just scroll back. Uh, Al Mendez says he constantly hears about people talking about how the video game industry is headed towards a second crash of 83. Is this true? I don't know anything about the video game industry, Al. Yeah, uh, I mean, neither do I. I'm not an economist. Uh, I think it'll probably be fine. Yeah, I kind of do, I too. Think the issue it actually, with... it survived the 83 crash, like, quote-unquote, the crash. Uh, but we're nowhere near, like, the console and game saturation that it was in the 80s. Yeah, the I mean, market wasn't the has problem yeah, that, like, people basically figured out they could make garbage, and there was only one outlet for all that garbage... So people just stopped buying that one outlet of garbage, which was the Atari. I mean, I don't, I don't even pretend to know exactly what happened in 83. But, I mean, I think maybe what he's talking about is like 23 million people buy Call of Duty, and maybe that's going to go away. Yeah, but what evidence is there that it will? Don't 23 million people buy every Call of Duty? Isn't that still I, happening? I mean, I think people are probably getting sick of it by now, I would hope. If I played the exact same thing for seven years with, like, you know, minor tweaks here and there, I'd probably get pretty tired of it. Yeah, but over the course of that seven-year period, the demographics have shifted. 
That's true. Like, it's, it's not. Like, it's not. You're not following the same people. Well, you're I mean, getting new thirteen-year-old boys. Exactly. Every like year. there's this constant <laughs> supply of idiots who want to play this boring-ass game. What's your problem? So yeah, they'll probably be fine. Maybe. I mean, I mean, there are lots of. I don't know. They don't really make a ton of really awesome games that get a lot of play. But whatever. Uh, another guy, Sean, at Rambachi, with a bunch of eyes, asked, "This or that? Having to eat twenty Big Macs in an hour, or having to run a full marathon?" Uh, I would rather run a full marathon because that would make me in shape. Yeah, and then you could well actually, if you run a full marathon, you can legitimate well, you can legitimize eating twenty Big Macs. Yeah, I don't know. I I think I just I now I'm gonna have fantasies about being able to run a marathon. Uh, yeah, no I would, I mean, if I had the if part of the question was you have the physical capabilities to do either of these, then yeah, I'd rather I'd rather run the marathon. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, you'd have to train. You'd probably have to train for both. I really feel like if I ate 20 Big Macs, I'd just throw up all over myself and ruin yeah. a perfectly good shirt. <laughs> what What I really want to do is those insane, like, endurance marathons. The, like... The super the, marathons? Well, no, the ones that are, like... They're, they're, not, they're not full marathons. I think they're probably only, like, four or five miles. So they're not even half marathons. But they're, they're basically obstacle courses. A Tough Mudder? Yes, yeah, that's what they're called. So you have to, like, run through mud and, like, get electric shocks. <laughs> See, I was thinking, like, why would I need to... I would rather just run the extra, like, 20 miles as opposed to, like, willingly expose myself to electricity. I'm actually far better at enduring that sort of pain than having the patience to <laughs> run 26 <laughs> miles. Uh, um, some guy, uh, Sean Grossman... At Sasquilicious, Sasquachulos. He, wa- he, watches, he watches the stream. Yeah, I see him every once in a while. He says, as a newfound lover of cheesesteak, I must know, what is the best type of cheesecake? New York or something else entirely? They're All cheesecake is basically good, kiddo. Oh, cheesecake. I thought you said cheesesteak. I was, no, I was saying there ain't, there ain't no types of cheesesteak. Yeah, there's, there's the real one and then the crappy stuff you get other places. Yeah, that they, where they call it a Philly cheesesteak. Just call it a cheesesteak. You should order and, it and throw it in their face. And don't put, like, <laughs> steak tips in it. That's not what a cheesesteak is. That is a steak tip sandwich. What are the types of cheesecake? I don't even care. No one's I mean, ever, I like, handed me a slice about... of cheesecake, and I'm like, oh, I really prefer other kinds of cheesecake. I'm not going to eat this. Yeah. Yeah, is that's that... never been an issue in my life. <laughs> Uh, I, I think it has to do with the crust, like a New York versus a Philly cheesecake. Cheesecake? Cheesecake? I don't even know what we're talking about. Philadelphia-style cheesecake is lighter in texture, yet richer in flavor than New York-style. Is that so true? Or are you just looking that up? That's what Wikipedia says. That's one of those things that has got to be totally disputed, and the editors just shut that article down. <laughs> yeah, this article has been locked for editing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, so New York is denser, Philadelphia is lighter. I think I like Philadelphia better. I honestly, I don't care. Yeah, why I, are we building up not walls an issue. between like, kinds I would of never cheesecake? Like, oh, Let's New bring York, those cheesecakes no together. I'll just have a piece of each. I'll just eat this barf that I just barfed up because <laughs> you offered me New York cheesecake. No thanks. <laughs> Actually, I'll do that and then give me the New York cheesecake because I will eat it anyway. Yeah, uh, Kevin Brown, who is also Raylith on the forums, asked. Uh, I know him. I a, know him well. Why haven't? Why hasn't Dave played LOL? He's like, or why hasn't Dave come succumbed to the fever that is LOL? I think it's his exact words. Uh huh. You and, think? Uh, my answer <laughs> is that because LOL is literally a disease, and why would you wish that on your friends? I also have an issue where games that require that like sort of precision 
like last hitting, I'm never going to do that. I'm you also would, not the type of person that gets headshots in first-person shooters. I so kind of want to. We should. You and I should stream a session where we, uh, you, you know, you, you capture the law game and you we're miss, on Skype together. I think that would be really funny. You because Mr. Miyagi me through not, it. I wouldn't even Mr. Miyagi you. The funny thing would be your reaction to the law community because they are <laughs> inveterate assholes, and you would get so angry. <laughs> be like, why? Why is this guy even talking to me? <laughs> oh man, I think if I ever played LOL, I would just do it as I played StarCraft back in the day, which is to purposely troll it. And it's, that's actually sort of the beauty of LOL, as I understand it, is that you can troll people just by being bad. Oh yeah. Like, I like, constantly say, are you trolling? Like, that's my refrain. I don't even talk to people. That's the only question I ask. I'm like, just be honest with me. You can be honest here. This is a safe place. Are you a troll? Because if you're not, you are terrible at this game. That's what, Why yeah. are you in the level 30? Just tell it to me true. Just be honest with me. Break even. Did you get on your brother's account? Um, he also wanted to know, uh, why haven't you guys talked about G Gundam or Scryd yet? We uh, pretty much talk about G Gundam constantly. Yeah, so that's like a... There has that's not that's been an chorus. explicit G Gundam episode. Yeah, that I was, guess we could do an explicit... G I think we did do a real G Gundam episode. Maybe... Uh, didn't we call it Chico Rodriguez? Well, I think that that's a running theme through the podcast. I, I think know, maybe we, we should if I search for Chico, I'm sure I'd find I it. I mean, it is the greatest Gundam. I'm God willing damn. to say that right now. I go to the website. Why are people still voting on the stream from a week ago? <laughs> Come <laughs> on, Blood Omen. That choice yes! has been made. And I know 152 of you did not watch the stream. Is that true? There's 152 votes. I think some people are double dipping. Uh, I voted for uh, Legacy of Game like 18 times. <laughs> well, there we have it. You're part of the problem. Uh, G Gundam, I think we haven't talked to, oh no, Scryd. We probably haven't talked about Scryd because it's only kind of fun. Yeah. And I'd I mean, have to rewatch all of Scryd. all that exciting. I remember Aaron tweeting like maybe a week or two ago, like, what was that show with like the people who had the mutant powers? And I was like, how could you not remember Scryd? Scryd. Maybe that's just because Jerry and Scabs would play the opening and ending theme of Scribe, like dude, it had a guy day. whose whole power was watermelon manipulation. <laughs> he's yeah, in a was, world where like there's another like the dude X -Men that like Reject show. turns into a car and he's got watermelons. That's you know he's awesome. I we've only got a few more, so let's just wrap this up. No stances, Emperor, at SDS Hamshel. Uh, <laughs> I think I know that. Uh, that's uh, one of uh, New York dudes. I think it's Shamshell. I don't know. I don't really care. Hamshell. Hamshell. I'm going to call him <laughs> Hamshell from now um. on. Uh, do you think Japanese video games are as behind the times as some of their critics claim? I don't know what that means. I, I think, think that they're just like a different genre of games. JRPGs are old, man. And why don't they make stuff that's less old and dumb? Well, they're just... It's for... I feel like they're just different products. Yeah. I don't know. Like, they're not going to make Oblivion because... That's just not what they want to do. I think it's fine. I think the, this and there, people. Some people make this insane assertion that like the open world Bethesda style RPG is the only RPG that should be made anymore, and that's like that's pretty dumb. Uh, and I spent a good chunk of today streaming Reseteer, and that that game was really fun. So it's not like everybody is making this clone of. Final Fantasy VI, and that's the only thing that's ever been made since, I don't know, 1957. Yeah. I don't know. 
I don't, I don't find that they're that behind the times, honestly. There's, I mean, Japanese games encompasses such a broad range of things. Like, what does that even mean? I, yeah. I mean, people constantly complain about RPGs, but all I the new fighting games that. that you love came out of Japan. Yeah, there are no good American fighting games. Unless yeah, you I mean, call, so like, where, stuff like Skullgirls. Where do you is, draw the line? Like, I don't understand. Whatever. Who cares? I mean, let's face it, Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat is garbage and always has been. Uh, all the real players abandoned it. Uh, and that might just be because there was no money in it. But, like, yeah, yeah they're all still playing uh, Street Fighter 4 and uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 3, so... I don't know. They they serve such, like, different needs. And I still really like the Tales games, even though they're kind of bad. Like, so maybe maybe that's also an issue, is that we're willing to accept slightly lower quality stuff. But I had fun with Tales of Graces. Uh, Dude, Steel Black. Battalion came out of Japan. And What's I know that? the new one was garbage, but back in on the Xbox 360, I mean, or on the Xbox, that was wildly imaginative and possibly ahead of its time. Yeah. So, whatever. There's also, like, Otogi. Uh, nobody's doing stuff like that. I don't know. God, when I listen to this section of the podcast, I'm going to be so pissed at how many times I said I don't know. But anyway. Did you, can... did you hear about JoJo's Bizarre Adventures getting the re-release and a new video game? Yes. I'm uh, psyched. So I, I heard a couple podcasts where people were talking about that and everybody involved is like oh anime what's anime like ha 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 let's make fun of anime nerds and i was like really because you're on a video game podcast and that's pretty much the same amount of nerdy <laughs> so <laughs> why don't we just not act like we're cool when we're talking about cartoon fighting games well, especially, like, a pretty good cartoon fighting game. You might enjoy it. Who knows? Yeah. And there's no, I mean, Street Fighter is hella anime. Yeah. I don't know who you're fooling. So, so just, like, get over yourself. But a couple people emailed us about, about that. And I was like, wow, I probably will not buy it because it's going to be $20. And I already own it for Dreamcast. That's true. And, like, JoJo's was fun. But seriously... Literally the first time I played Soul Calibur 4 multiplayer was last week. And I'm not saying that Soul Calibur 4 is like the pinnacle of fighting games. Just that I have a habit of buying fighting games and then playing them for an hour. <laughs> uh, so I think mission accomplished where Twitter is concerned. Um, we filled up a half an hour, so sorry if you didn't Yay! make the cut. Actually, how, how could... I, I'm shocked that it worked. I mean, I do want to throw one out because Vince A, long-time listener, first-time Twitter asker questioner. I don't know if that's true. He may have asked me some. Well, maybe by email, but not by Twitter. He didn't actually say anything like that. Anyway, he says, are there any Go to Guy titles you haven't reviewed? And bop, if so, bop, why bop. not? It's the perfect segue. It is perfect. Womp, womp. <laughs> Vince A, coming through. God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> Paul said, don't watch this show. And I was like, and he gave a pretty detailed description of what the show was about. And I said, shit, we probably shouldn't watch this. It sounds really, really, really bad. <laughs> and then, and then you were like, I watched it. And I was like, so shall I. Yeah, dude, you told me, when did Paul say don't watch it? In that, okay, so the timeline went whenever we watched the last Go and the Guy thing, which is actually quite a long time ago now. We were talking about watching Iron Virgin Jun. In the comment thread for that episode, Paul said, do not watch Iron Virgin Jun. <laughs> and then he said, here's why. And then 
You watched it? And then I said, so do I. I can't leave you out in the cold here. Maybe I should have locked you up like in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Like just put you in a case and put you in the warehouse. Yeah, so shut anyway. Shut the door on that story. In answer to Vince's question, if they're anything like Iron Virgin Jun, then that is why I don't want to watch yeah, that, them or talk about so them. I think we need to admit something that has sort of been on the tip of our tongue Ever since we started this podcast, because we did go or we did get a robo pretty early on, like episode three. Yes, we need to admit that Go Nagai is a horrible person <laughs> who made Get a Robo, which is pretty good. But <laughs> well, maybe he also only made like Mazinger someone... Z and a lot of other stuff that's all right. Yeah, Black Lion. But this show don't got a cybernetic Nobunaga. That's right. It has. I want to cut my penis off because this was so bad. I hope that's not true, because that happens also in this show. I guess that was his wang. It was sort of shaped like a duck, which yeah, I think uh, is a condition a you should see a doctor about. There was an I'm not alien. sure. Uh, there was a snapping turtle, and one of the dude had a drill bit. Uh, it was like a missile drill bit. It wasn't even just a drill bit. And it was terrible. Uh, we are, of course, describing the Golden Cherry Boys, a four-hire rape squad. <laughs> Well, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves, Dave. Let's set the stage a I little bit. I mean, that's bit. the whole plot of the show, though. I mean, there's like 15 minutes that happened before that, but that well, is the major conflict. It <laughs> it's about, you know, the struggles of one woman against her incredibly mannish mother who is possibly possessed by a demon that is also possessing the dead body of her mother. Yeah, you think she's possessed by a demon. That, that must be why she's so mannish. But she's possessed by the demon who is her mother... Was, so the corpse of her mother It's kind of hard to a transfigure demon? a desiccated corpse, Dave. So maybe she's just, you know, she's working with what she's got. Grandma used to be big, used to be ripped, but then, you know, time makes fools of us all. Once you get mummified. <laughs> and enshrined. Um, yeah, so it's her 18th birthday, and she's got to get laid. Or that's what the mom says. Uh, anyway, as, as we're, it's revealed in the twist at the end... Women get stronger by taking men's energy is the thrust. Or, or it may just be the women of this house. But that's the thrust of the mom's argument about why the daughter has to get sexed by everyone. Whether she likes it or not. Well, but it's also, I mean, it's partially true that she's trying to marry her off um, in the beginning of the show. Like, it opens up on what is essentially Jun's coming out party. Or to celebrate what her mother purportedly said was her coming out party but in reality it was to celebrate her engagement to a man of her mother's choosing who was a total doofus yeah and so jun kind of decides that she doesn't want to agree to be married and then runs away and things escalate quickly like it is just ridiculous uh the the level of insanity that is brought about by this one uh, sort of innocent act, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's so bad. It's like the worst. It's, it's so weird. Like, nothing makes any sense. Well, there's not, there's not a lot of plot to go around. Uh, basically, she is on the run. The mom says, eh, fuck it. I'm just going to hire these guys. The aforementioned rape squad. And then she beats all of them up. And the mom says, you're going to sit down and take your rapes. And then she beats everybody else up. 
and then the dad is gonna shoot the dude with the drill bit dick in his drill bit dick, and then doesn't, and then her sidekick hits him with the car, and that's when the demon possession comes into play. <laughs> I didn't really, uh, yeah. I feel like there's some slight suggestion that maybe this is a little tongue-in-cheek and we're supposed to find it hysterical and funny. Well, you're, it's definitely supposed to be a comedy. The problem is it's not funny. Yeah. It, it is, is It is like repellently not funny. Yeah. And, I mean, even if you were trying to make a joke about this... Like, I went in and tried to understand a little bit, so I did some research. And by research, I mean I googled this with the word manga after it. And the manga is actually worse than the show. Oh, the, well, apparently the manga is just, like, actually pornographic. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> I didn't read it, but uh, Wikipedia clued me in as far as I need to know. I'm imagining a scenario where, after watching Iron Virgin Jun, your compulsion was so strong... That you invented a personality machine that could inject you with Go Nagai's personality so you could understand the kind of person that would write something like this. I don't think I want to understand it, Dave. Well, that's the problem. Once you do it, then we've got a whole new monster on our hands. Because <laughs> he's not even once he's in your head. In my giant American frame, what, what terror <laughs> we would you bring about? We couldn't stop him. The only thing holding, us, holding him back is that he's like 5'1". <laughs> And most of that's his ridiculous afro. <laughs> uh, yeah, so after communing with Go Nagai's spirit, I still understand very little of what would inspire him to make something like this. I mean, even, like, the things that are stand-ins for, or, you know, are phallic symbols, They, I mean, they don't really map on. Like, I was trying to go with, like, a Greek gods theme when I first saw yeah, that the it's a shower of was gold. one of the wangs. But then, like, I, I couldn't really put together who was a turtle. There wasn't a bull at all. One of them is some kind of weird arachnid thing. I think it's supposed to be like the alien from the movie Alien. So it's like a face hugger? Yeah. Come that's on, pretty horrifying. Guy. That's gross. You're I mean, gross. that's sort of equi- roughly equivalent to what a penis does to a woman. I don't want to ever think about it like that. I'm sorry to have put that image in your head. But I think we need to bra- blame the root problem, not the symptom. Which is me. I'm the symptom. <laughs> Wait, what? I'm the symptom of Go Nagai's sickness. How so? This metaphor doesn't, my, doesn't scan. My drawing a relation between a facehugger and a pregnant woman is just the symptom of the sickness brought on by Go Nagai. So we have to treat the root source, which is him. And by, by the way, Internet, I know he doesn't have an afro. I just like to imagine he does. So <laughs> before you need to connect, correct me on that. I know, wouldn't it be cool if he did? It would be better. Uh, but there's only room for one afro in this Berg, in this anime Berg. Uh, and it's the dude who made Cyborg 009, and he is dead, and they buried him with it. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually his last words. Bury me with my afro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he lived a good life. Uh, apparently. I don't know why people in Japan let him get away with this stuff, though. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, it's, it's like, well, I mean... I, I was going to say, get a, get a Robo must have made some good money, but it probably did not. I bet Iron Virgin Jun is the reason we have Get a Robo. Oh, that's completely fucked. That's like, <laughs> that's like, oh man, we're so close to building a nuclear power plant, the fusion energy, it's going to be perfectly sustainable. We'll just have to, you know, 
I mean, we, we, had, we bombed Japan a couple times, and that really sucked. But, you know, fusion energy. So, you gotta pay, you gotta pay the boatman. You gotta pay the toll. I guess. And, if the, and some prices are too high. That's what I'm saying. Okay, really? You probably should have started with that. <laughs> Instead of giving some kind of weird justification for nuking Japan. Which, oddly enough, my boss's son just went to Japan. And one of the host families was talking to him about how she was basically like being apologetic about the whole nuke thing. And how she thought it wasn't so bad. And I was like, wow. Really? That's some crazy, crazy stuff. Are I don't you know sure how I about that? With that. <laughs> like, yeah, that sucks. I feel like that's a bad translation. Are you sure she wasn't like really saying how pissed off she was that your Guaylo ass was in her house? Uh, I know Guaylo is Chinese. Japanese like people it. are extremely polite. <laughs> I don't know if you know that. Are you sure she wasn't like apologizing for the nuke so much as she was saying like, I like God now I. They have like the default phrase for when they're disagree disagreeing with you, which is like, well, some people might think that. Yeah. Because you can't really say, like, no, that's dumb in Japan. You have to be like, well, I'm sure there's, like, one or two dumbasses that think that somewhere, like you. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, you know, you got to break a few eggs to make an omelet. Unfortunately, in the case of Iron Version Jun, you publish the eggs as well as the omelet. Well, it's like the end of Equilibrium when the dude says... Is this the price you pay? Yeah. I'm feeling or something like that. He says, I, I pay life. it gladly. I am life. Can you, can you take it? Can you pay the price? I pay it gladly. Yeah, except that maybe we would make a different decision and all go back on the drugs if the price was Iron Virgin June. <laughs> we'd, never, we'd never know the true love of staring at a puppy from arm's length <laughs> and then sticking it in your trunk. Oh, man, Iron Version Jun, you are so weird. I mean, it's almost, yeah, I don't know. It's not like Angel Cop bad, where you can just sort of ruminate on how terrible it was. Yeah, it's just I, on the face of it terrible. Well, I mean, Angel Cop's bad. Don't get me wrong. That's a bad show. But it's also kind of fun. Which it's bad softens in all the, the right ways. Uh, where this is just regular bad. Her mom is Vegeta. I don't know if I just... <laughs> I wrote that down. And then at the end of the episode... I wrote that down at the beginning of the episode. I said, she looks like Vegeta. And then at the end of the episode, she gets, like, the Super Saiyan armor. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Go to the guy new. Or perhaps, uh, what's his name? Akira Toriyama. Because I don't know what order these things came out. Perhaps Akira Toriyama saw Iron Virgin Jun, and he was like, we'll see about Finally, that. somebody who understands... They finally get me. Kill yourself, go to guy. You already made Get a Robo. They'll keep making new Get a Robos with or without you. Oh, <laughs> uh, poor Gona guy. They probably would. I mean, you know, they kind of, they kind of have the like Gona guy uh, innovation engine, which is basically like giant robots, uh, Getter Rays, weird mytho mythological references. <laughs> parallel reality bikini bikini uh scene somewhere in there in the middle i feel like uh maybe i don't know i don't remember that from not the, so much uh, in ghetto robo yeah that's a that's a mazinger thing as i understand it <laughs> that's amazing as, as far as i've seen mazinger or ghetto robo but you know even in mazinger that stuff that stuff's kind of fun and like playful and not this is like really really weird 
like it's trying to be evil. playful, but it's creepy. Like it's not a good kind of playful. Oh yeah, well this is clear. I mean, it's it's clearly not meant to be taken seriously. But at the same time, how can it be taken anything but? <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> like I understand that you're joking, but these jokes are in incredibly poor taste. Yeah, they're just awful. It's so bad. Also, the, the the plot reveal in the middle that she's not a blonde, like that just went right over my head when she like takes her wig off, and the dude Karata, who she sometimes calls Karate, uh, which at first I thought was a mispronun- mispronunciation in the dub, but I think is actually supposed to be a pet name for him. Well, he's he, like, oh he my asked God. in the beginning that she not call him that. Yeah. Okay, so I just missed that, which is fine. <laughs> Who cares? There, that's actually maybe that's a problem. That's a problem I have with my viewing uh, style because there were probably only about three things that happened in this whole forty-six minute show. Uh, so if I missed one of them, then maybe I need to hang up my spurs, or maybe I was just so horrified I could not but look fully at the screen. <laughs> oh wait, I could not Behold. but not look fully at the screen. Behold. Anyway, it was really hard to look fully at the screen. I, you know, I did that thing where I put my hands over my eyes and looked through my slitted fingers. And you felt like Iron Virgin Jin was looking back into you? Yeah, I feel like I felt harrowed to my core. <laughs> I felt like somebody had scooped a portion out of me. It's like a, a, a giant storm that slowly, like, it began as this sort of light breeze that was winnowing away at you and then ended in just a maelstrom of soul destroying. Mm hmm. I feel empty. I feel so empty that I've forgotten what it was that made me feel empty in the first place. <laughs> and then we recorded the podcast and I was reminded of all of it. <laughs> you can't escape. And now what it's going to be on the internet forever. Oh, man. I hate this show. I hate it. You know what's something that makes me feel better, though? There's going to be Hello Kitty Street Fighter dolls, and I want one. <laughs> it's gonna be Hello Kitty, Street Fighter, and Bison. I want that shit. <laughs> what what describes it as Hello Kitty? Is it actually Hello Kitty? Wearing... It is a Hello Kitty dressed like M. Bison. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, there's also a Ryu and a Chun Li, but come on, you gotta go with M. Bison. It's Bison. also I just googled it. Uh, it's M. Bison, and he's got a little hat, and it still has the Hello Kitty bow. Really, it's pretty amazing. So that. Yeah, well, that makes me feel a little better about the world. I guess there's two versions of Chun Li. I've got her in like the more dressy one, and then in, in the tights. And Hello Kitty has like a thim- similar giant thigh ratio as Chun Li, so it's like the per- it's a match made in heaven. Ah, <laughs> uh, Hello Kitty Street Fighters. It's better than Iron Virgin Jun. I just feel like it's it's such a pickup as compared to that. <laughs> Are we ready to cut cut this? Thank, yeah, I feel like we did enough. Yeah, thank God for your... I had not thought to ask Twitter for questions, and that was probably the best thing we could have possibly done. <laughs> it was sort of the new innovation. Because Twitter. I knew, like, just... This was not happening with Iron Virgin Jun. I mean, how we've, we've sort of made a podcast out of saying this thing is evil, but there's... I feel like maybe this time we met our match. I don't even know if Iron Virgin Jin counts as evil because it's just too stupid. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like, I don't want to overrate it. Uh, I think it would, yeah, it would need to be a little more persuasive to count yeah. as evil. 
<laughs> it's just dumb. And not in a kind of giddy, fun-to-experience kind of way that some yeah, dumb shows can be. That we love going to Guy for. Those yeah. are the things we like about him. But not like this. Stay not, away from the ladies, go. Just like they the are chicken not Matrix. No logus. No logus. And then... Joe Patliano pulls a plug on her, and then we die. Having watched that, and then we find out Iron Virgin June is the Matrix. <laughs> and we've all been plugged into it. And this is, this is how we take the red pill and the blue pill. Why do my eyes hurt? You've never used them. The end. Alright, stopping. Yeah, let's clap. Or, ah, don't stop before all right, we clap. Alright, one, two, three. Yay! Huzzah! Alright, yeah. That was better than it could have been. Because I was watching that, I was like, this is not happening. This is not going to be a good podcast. Um. <laughs> yeah, give me... How about... How about a good question? Yeah, we're going down Thursday afternoon, I think, is the current plan. Well, our current plan is to leave really late Thursday night, like... Not like this.